Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. We're back after a one-week vacation for one of us. The other one was here, but too lazy to put out a podcast. I am Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. I am joined by the not-as-tan lobster face as I thought he would be, Dadalak, Chad... (laughs) Hello, everyone. Yes, I got back from Jamaica, had myself one hell of a time. It was one, what would say? Oh, I was really hoping I'd get my party lights to go off right away, but they wouldn't. It was a party! <laughs> wow. That was, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, I had a good time in Jamaica. Sorry we took another week off, but yes, I am Chad here in the cave, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to talk some football. Uh, so, I mean, we should do a quick recap. We still made picks last week. We won't go through them because that would take, like, a whole nother show. But uh, so we do have records. Chad had a good week. He went 12-2. and two, And I told him last week when he made his picks that he was making some bad picks. He didn't because he didn't watch the games the week before because he was on vacation. So I'm like, you're making some bad picks with not seeing these games. And I guess I was wrong. I mean, I went 9-5, and five, which is respectable. But uh, Chad, that's that's a great week. So it's uh, nine and five is respectable, but it sure as heck ain't no twelve and two. No, hey, you got three games on me this week. So our new records: I'm in the lead, eighty-eight and sixty, and Chad is eighty-six and sixty-two. And I also have winning percentages, which uh, when I when they got calculated, I was kind of uh, sad by the numbers because I'm only at a five ninety-five. And you're at a 581. So we are both technically failing. Yeah. We're real close to getting a D minus. Hey, a couple more good weeks in our, I mean, you know, we could we could be passing. Actually, technically, I mean, you round up 595, round up to 60. You know, so I, I might, whatever. If your professor is feeling generous, yes, you, you could be passing this course. I'm failing. 28 though. games over 500 is uh, actually pretty good. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with Last week wasn't so great for me, but anyways, I'm excited to pick some games. We got a full slate this week, all 16 games. We got three Thursday games because of Thanksgiving, the best holiday of the year, and the NFL definitely helps with that. Um, We should start picking. You ready to go? Oh, yeah. And it might be the greatest slate of Thursday or Thanksgiving games that we have gotten in many, many moons. I can't remember a better three-game slate than we have this Thursday for Thanksgiving. Yeah, in recent memory, I don't remember a better Thursday since, like, the butt fumble here. Yeah. Butt fumble. Classic. Good old Mark Sanchez. (laughs) Can't believe that happened on Thanksgiving. But uh, we're starting off with the first game. It's always the first game on Thanksgiving in Detroit. We have the Buffalo Bills. This time playing away in Detroit at the Detroit Lions. Buffalo is 7-3. And, and the Lions are 4-6 uh, and six on a three-game winning streak. Buffalo is favored by 10 here. But uh, is there any, like, Thanksgiving holiday magic in the Lions? What do you, what do you think? I, I, ooh, I think that line is out of control. Ten, it's gone up since I looked at it because I got the Lions plus nine and a half. And I'm gonna tell you right now, golden lock of the week, folks. The Lions play well on Thanksgiving. They're at home. I'm taking those nine and a half points. So golden lock of the week right there. But I think the Bills can win this game. 
I don't think they win it pleasantly or cleanly. I think this is a dogfight. And how weird is it that the Buffalo gets to play two games in Detroit in a row? Like, that's so weird. Yeah, like last week was almost practice for them. Um, I'm taking I Buffalo, am, though. I'm, I'm very, very tempted to take Detroit. Come in off of a three-game winning streak. They're finally starting to look better. Um, they're All they needed to do, apparently, was just trade away Hawkinson. As long as they traded that guy away, they, they're 3-0. And he made the claim when he got traded to the Vikings, finally he's on a team that will win some games. Well, his old team hasn't lost since he's left. So I'm really, really, really tempted. But then I remember how bad Detroit's defense is and how good Buffalo Bills are on offense and how good they are on defense. I don't know. It's it's I'm going with Buffalo. I'm going with my head. My heart says Detroit. I, I'm going to root for Detroit in this game. Oh, yeah. I'm rooting for but, Detroit as well. I also yeah. love the fact that uh, Hutchinson, there is that how you say his last name? Their first-round draft pick? Yeah, yeah. Hutchinson. two interceptions around the year. Like, who is he, the next J.J. Watt? Like, what are you going to – you going to go crazy? Number two overall pick. I mean, it's – I always like the story where a guy gets drafted in the state he's from. He, he went to Michigan. Like, it's a good story. Like, it's always fun. So, um, moving on to the next game, Thursday at uh, 3.30, we have the New York Giants traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are 7-3, and three, a battle for second place in this division. Uh, division is a dogfight. I'm, I'm officially saying it's a dogfight. That's what I wanted. We're in week 12. I think we can call it a dogfight. Yeah. Um, the commies are not going away either. It is no, a full-on dogfight. I told you there there's there's something special about the commanders. They're not great, but like they're not bad. Um I don't know. This game is really hard to tell because the Giants just laid an egg and then Dallas just went into Minnesota and just like tore them apart piece by piece. Like everything that we've been talking about how they're a sham, they just like basically proved yeah, every I don't, point I don't that even we tried to make. I don't even know how to describe what happened in that game. And I was watching Red Zone, and, like, every, like, two seconds, Dallas scored a touchdown. Dallas scored another touchdown. It just uh, – it was – that game was nuts. I couldn't – like, I picked Minnesota last week because they just went into Buffalo and beat the Bills. Dallas just lost to Green Bay. It just – I mean, I should have known it was going to go the other way, but not 40-3. to three. Like, who would have ever predicted that? Not me. No, um, definitely not don't know like i think the giants are good i think dallas is good i don't know who to pick in this game honestly who do you got oh man i don't know because i put a lot of faith in the giants the first time they played the cowboys dallas is favored by eight by the way yeah that's these these lines for thanksgiving are wild i'm gonna tell you right now i've looked at the lines for like all the games for sunday as well I hate Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to bet on Sunday. I'm betting every game here on Thursday night because, once again, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points. This is an NFC East game. NFC East games are usually field goal games. I'm taking the points on the Giants. And, oh, I really, I really want to take the Giants. I want to take the Giants to win outright. I want them to come back after getting their butts kicked by Dallas the first time. With Cooper Rush at quarterback, like, 
You know what? F it. F it. I'm taking the Giants. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the G-Men, and I'm not gonna like it, but I'm I'm gonna take the G-Men. Man, I I really want to take the Giants as well. It's the same thing. I, this one this one is a coin flip. Since it's a coin flip, I'm gonna go with Dallas. But I do, if I were betting on this game, I would also take the Giants in the points. Um, that this game is gonna come down to a last second field goal. It's it's an NFC East battle. It's a dogfight. It's gonna that's the way it's gonna go. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Let's do it. I and I will say this right now. I unfortunately, because of his track record, I could see Mike McCarthy blowing this game for the Dallas Cowboys. It is a nationally televised game. It's all the people will be watching. And it seems whenever the brightest lights are on McCarthy is when his bonehead mistakes come out. So, I mean, this is technically the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl because he is the what all reports say he's narrowed it down between the Giants and the Cowboys. And he's meeting with each team apparently after this game. So whoever wins this game might get Odell. Oh man, I would I would love to see Odell back in the Giants blue. I'm I you know I hate the Giants. As a Patriots fan, I despise the Giants more than I hate most other teams because of what they've done to us. But I still they're the scrappy underdog right now, and I love me a scrappy underdog. And Odell back there, that was still one of the that one-handed catch, I still think back to just going how great it was and how much it changed everything in the NFL. Imagine if Dallas wouldn't have traded away Amari Cooper. If he was still with them. What were they thinking? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they got for compensation off the top of my head. I'm assuming it's draft pick. I don't know who they drafted. But you got to assume that Amari Cooper on your offense is better than what you drafted this for this season at least. Yeah. Like, they're Super Bowl contenders. I think that was a boneheaded move. And that just, it's Jerry Jones for you. Yeah, maybe maybe Amari Cooper just wanted out. That's the only. Cause I mean, I, I, I think that's I think that's part of what it was. Yeah. But I mean, make that guy happy because that guy's good. The Browns yeah. are not utilizing him to his fullest ability. I think that uh, hopefully he gets out of there pretty soon too. Who knows? But maybe with the, the new quarterback coming in next week, who knows? Um, we'll yeah. Well, we're moving on to the final game on Thanksgiving. It's Thursday night football. It is. Uh, I believe at like 7.20 or something like that. I've got to update the time on here, so whatever. Whatevs. Uh, you have a TV have, guide. You have a cell phone. You can look up the time, <laughs> folks. We have the New England Patriots, who are 6-4, and four, traveling to a team that just got dismantled by the Cowboys, the 8-2 Minnesota Vikings. Surprisingly, the Vikings are only 3.5-point favorites. But uh, this is a primetime game, and we all know Kirk Cousins' primetime games. Like, I, I joked with you on Sunday that if the Cowboys and the Vikings played at noon, Vikings would have won that game. Because Kirk Cousins, he can win games on Sunday at noon, but that's about it's the only time he can. I don't know. It's, this seems, like, too good to be true for New England. It really does. Like, after, after getting – after the – Vikings just lost 40 to 3. If they come out and they lose to New England, like I'm going to be happy because then we were right all this time that they are shams. But I mean not saying that New England's a bad team or anything. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like the Vikings aren't as good as their record is and they are who we thought they were just like Denny Green once said. There you go. Uh 
I'm going to go with the Vikings just because, like, they should have lost to the Bills. They almost lost to the Bills. And I think because of me picking the Vikings was why they almost lost to the Bills. I picked the Vikings last week, and they got murdered by the Cowboys. Picking the Vikings this week and rooting for New England to beat them again. I, I love your style. I'm also all – I'm taking New England to win this game. Uh, no way I'm picking the Vikings. But just quick sidebar here. Ding. Can we be done with Mac Jones? Please, Bill. Bill, the offense, he can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Every pass that Mac Jones throws is within 10 yards off the offensive line. And don't get me wrong, we can win games like that, but we're not going to win championships. Give me the zap attack. The offense looks leagues better when he's in there, all right? All Mac Jones can do is throw little outlet passes to Stevenson. And don't get me wrong, great for my fantasy team because I have on multiple of them, but we need a little bit more than that, all right? Like, the offense was cooking when uh, Zappy was in there, and now with Mac Jones, we're sputtering. We needed a last-second punt return to beat the Jets. Don't get me wrong, Jets are a good team and everything, but we own the Jets. It shouldn't have come down to that, and it's Zappy time. We've done the Mac Jones experiment, He's a great kid. He's a great guy. I know we wasted a very high draft pick on him. Doesn't matter. It's Zap Attack time. I mean, I'm all for Zappy. Like I've said it before. I I don't know why he wasn't put in the game. Well, I mean, I, I can understand why. It was not like they're getting blown out. But, like, yeah, they, their offense was doing nothing. And I forget, like, the stat of, like, how many yards they had in the second half, which was, like, almost like a record low or something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was it was bad. It was. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Jets didn't look that much better on offense. But uh, Zach Wilson is uh, a piece of garbage, apparently. And uh, I don't know if he'll be starting this week, but we'll get to the Jets later. Yeah. But right now, we're getting to the first game at the noon slate on Sunday, and that is Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Tampa Bay is 5-5 five and five and lead their division, and Cleveland is 3-7 and seven and don't. They, uh... <laughs> and don't. Tampa Bay is favored by three in this game. And interesting stat that I heard was... Uh, since Tom Brady's filed for divorce, uh, they haven't lost. Tampa Bay hasn't lost. Yeah. And back, I want to backtrack one minute to the Minnesota thing. I heard an interesting stat yesterday. Through 11 games, uh, Minnesota is the only 8-2 team to have a negative point differential in NFL history. That is that is a wild thing. And I, I the minute you started saying the stat about Minnesota, I was like, I bet it's about point differential because they guys got blown out so poor or so badly, and most of the games they've won have been by such a close margin. That's crazy. They're eight and two and they have a negative point differential. But I mean the like teams win games, like I said, a but, sham, folks. I mean, this is the same team as last year, but they were on the other side of that. So they're just getting their luck this year. But anyway, it's talking about ten. Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Cleveland should be better than three and seven. I thought for sure, like by the time they got Sean Watson back, they would at least be five hundred. But I mean, they've lost a lot of close games in some in some dumb ways too. But I don't know. I mean, I don't see them winning this game. It's uh, Jacoby Brissett's last start of the season. 
I mean, barring Deshaun Watson not sucking and or getting hurt or something like that. I mean, I don't foresee Jacoby Brissett playing in another, I mean, maybe another snap, but not another start. Um, I don't know. Tampa Bay is coming off a bye after winning in Munich. Tampa Bay, I got Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, for everything that you've just said, I'm all over Tampa Bay on this game. I think that Tampa Bay isn't the best defense this year. They're not as good as they have been, but they shut down the run. You you can't run against Tampa Bay. And right now, I don't think that Amari Cooper by himself can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think Tom Brady is, once again, one of the pettiest people on the entire planet, a la Michael Jordan. Everyone was just talking so much shit about him, ragging on his divorce, telling him this, you know, you can't play football anymore. You're old, you're washed up. And I think he's for this second half of this season is going to once again come out like he did after deflate gate and just put the boots to people. I got Tampa Bay winning this game going away. I don't think it's close. Oh, moving on to the next game at, on at noon on Sunday, we have the six and four Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC, the seven and three Tennessee Titans. Cincinnati is favored by a point and a half. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking Cincinnati. And I'll tell you why I'm taking Cincinnati. Because watching Tennessee play the Packers last week, a good team would have won that game against Tennessee all day long. Tennessee didn't have much to show. And they also, like, Derrick Henry was shut down for the most part by the Packers. He got two touchdowns, but he was held under 100 yards. And with the possibility of Jamar Chase starting on Sunday, I don't see Cincinnati losing. Plus, with uh, Boyd and Higgins laying it up while Chase has been gone. I mean, Cincinnati does have their issues, but they're better than Tennessee, and that's why I got Cincinnati. Yeah, I I 100%. Once again, I hate to do it, but I agree completely with everything you are saying right there. I've been calling Tennessee a sham all year. I did pick them to beat the Packers, but that was just because it was a coin flip game and I knew Diesel would pick the Packers and I could, you know, gain a game if Tennessee won, which they did. You did. But, <laughs> no, I don't I don't see Tennessee pulling a rabbit out of the hat again in this game. Even if Joe Mixon doesn't play, even if Jamar Chase doesn't play, I don't care. That Bengals offense is leagues better than that Tennessee defense. And the Packers offense, which... Can't do much against many people unless they're Dallas because Aaron Rodgers should just be called Marbreds at this point because he's a cowboy killer. Yeah, got it in there. But I just, yeah, Cincinnati all the way. And also, silver lock of the week, folks. I don't care if the line goes up to three and a half. I will take the Bengals to win by at least a touchdown in this game. So silver lock of the week, take the Bengals against Tennessee. All right. Next game at noon is the one eight and one Houston Texans at the seven and three Miami Dolphins. Miami is favored by twelve, and if they don't win by two touchdowns, I would be shocked. Got Miami by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I Miami's coming off their bye. I just I don't understand how bad how Davis Mills can be so bad. He's like he shows flashes of being decent. 
And then every time they show him, he's throwing a pick six. Like, he has to lead the league in pick sixes by a long shot. Because he throws one every time the red zone flashes to him. And they can't even get David Pierce involved anymore. So, yeah. Miami, by a mile. I If the Texans win this game, this would be the biggest shocker of the year, I feel like. I think it's hilarious that their only win is against the Raiders. Yeah. I just find it hilarious. <laughs> the Raiders Josh are a Daniel joke Raiders. this year. Like, they're the Raiders are literally hysterical. Like watching them play make me laugh, and the, the way and we'll get to it. But the way they won on Sunday, hilarious. I was laughing at the end of that game. I picked against them, and I'm like I should not. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next game at noon. We have Chicago Chicago Bears three and eight at the six and four New York Jets. Uh, we don't know if Justin Fields is going to play. There was rumors that he had a separated shoulder. There was rumors that just sprained. Like, nobody – he's day-to-day, basically, is what they're saying. So – and really, it's a shoulder. He's a running quarterback. I mean, that's what they've been doing with him lately. Even though he did say last week he had heavy legs and still rushed for 100 and whatever yards. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I – I'm going to go with the Jets just because Chicago is so beat up. Um, I don't know. I just, Chicago, they will be good next year. I guarantee it. They will be good next year. They have draft picks. They have money. They'll be good next year. But this year, they're going to suck, and they're going to get a good draft pick, and which is going to make them really good next year. I'm going with the Jets in this game. Yes. Uh, one of my two losses from last week was because I keep – picking the bears because i believe that they will be good but yeah i i'm agreeing with you on this one i can't pick the bears in this game because i watched the second half of that uh bears game last week against atlanta and that first half justin fields was running all over the field they couldn't stop him that second half he was dead he looked slow in the pocket and he couldn't do diddly shit and if he is actually as injured as he seems to be and there's any problems with his shoulder i just don't think the bears at this moment have enough to actually win games but yeah you're right next year the bears are going to be terrifying they get a good left tackle in there and they get another couple pieces on offense like whoo that that offense is going to be scary but yeah i got uh, whoever the bears are playing i i am picking against them yeah, uh, the Bears have a lot of cap space next season too. So, yeah, it, the Bears are going to be scary. So the Vikings are, I feel like the Vikings are like, they're past their prime in a way, in a weird way of saying it. I mean, the Packers, who knows? They they could be good next year. They could be abysmal. You don't know what the Packers, but the Bears, uh, early prediction for next year, they're winning the NFC North. Just saying. Uh and I do believe the Jets Anyways. deserve to get a win in this game against the Bears because after that loss last week, I don't care if it's Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, or Mike White starting. I don't care which of the three quarterbacks is going to start. I think that Jets defense is going to come out swinging, and they are going to be trying to go right for that shoulder, just like the Atlanta Falcons did because there was a lot of late hits in that game as well that weren't called, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, and well, the next game at noon on Sunday is the five and six Atlanta Falcons traveling to the six and five 
Washington Commanders. Commanders are favored by three. And, like, yeah, I saw this game on the schedule, and I'm like, this one excites me because, like, we were texting every single Atlanta game seems to be really exciting, except for the Thursday night game a couple weeks ago. Um, It just – and then Washington lately with Heineke has just been really exciting. And I'm going with Washington in this game. I think right now they have the hot hand. They're starting to figure things out. Uh, they wasted uh, draft picks for when trading for Carson Wentz when they had a perfectly good Heineke that they were starting anyways. Yep. So, I mean, what the heck? I I like the Commanders. I've said it all year. I like Atlanta, too. Um, also, congratulations to Cordero Patterson for breaking the NFL kick return, kickoff return record, yeah. which is nuts. Um, I would have never guessed. I didn't. I, I always knew that Devin Hester had the combined record, but yeah. I never would have guessed who held the record before that Cordell Patterson just <laughs> broke it. I don't know. It's nuts. Was it? Who was it? Josh Cribbs? Yeah. Yeah. Josh Cribbs and uh, a defensive back whose name I can't think of right now. But I just remember Josh Cribbs. And he was always so great on the video games, but in real life, he just was dog shit. I couldn't, would never have guessed he had the record. Yeah, that, I mean, that kick return for the touchdown was pretty cool, too. With him, like, having the vision to find those holes. I mean, why was he a running back the whole damn time? Why was he a receiver at all? I don't know. Like, he has that vision. Like, that's what's made him so good these last two years. Like, I don't know why no other team, like, decided to put him back there. Now he's, like, what, like, 12 years in the league? Yeah. He's one on of the most fourth, exciting running backs. He's on his fourth team, and he's finally, like, living up to all the potential that he had and no other team could figure it out. And it's weird that it's the Atlanta Falcons who figured it out because they're Atlanta. Right? <laughs> they don't figure out anything. No. They figure out how to lose in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Done that twice. Uh, but yeah, I am not, uh, I will, who, it's, uh, who's Atlanta playing? I'm sorry. Oh, the commanders, the commies. I'm taking the commies for sure. The commies might get uh, Chase Young back this week. They're stud defensive linemen. So, if that entire defensive line is together, Marcus Mariota is going to be dead. <laughs> that defense the commies have got is actually really scary in that front seven. The back end ain't so great, but that front seven is lights out. I'm finding it very interesting like how like most of the visions for each conference are almost mirroring each other. Like NFC and AFC East. All four teams in both divisions are over 500. Then you have the NFC and AFC South, kind of similar. I mean, the Titans have better records than Tampa Bay, but I mean, they're not. I don't think the Titans are any better than Tampa Bay. I was say they're a very uh, similar team, like, though. Still, NFC West, AFC West, kind of similar. Like, they have, it's a little bit different in that division, but like, uh, I, in I mean, my got, opinion, they have. You a got clear the cream of the runner. crop, and then I mean, the NFC West has got at least two teams in it, though. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm worried about Seattle, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that, I guess. Uh, and speaking of uh, AFC West, the next game at noon on Sunday is the Denver Broncos, who are three and six, traveling to the two and seven Carolina Panthers. I think they're two and seven. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe I don't know. It says seven and two on my screen. I must uh, I screwed something up. Some got screwed Anyways. up. They are definitely not seven and two. We know that. They, they might be three and six. They're one of those. I don't know, hundred uh, percent. I don't know why I didn't update that because they're not seven and two. That's for sure. 
But uh, they had, they played a pretty good game against Baltimore last week. I mean, if they had an offense, they would have won that game. Like, that the defense Carolina? shut down Carolina's Baltimore. the weirdest team. Oh, no. So I thought for a minute they might actually win that game. They got to the fourth quarter, and it was still tied. And I'm like, oh, man. Um, maybe they're down by three or something. But, like, yeah, it was close. Uh, I don't know. They, they might be one of those teams like the Bears that are good, like, as soon as next year. With some of the draft picks they have, or I don't know, but they're gonna have money. Um, well, they're gonna they need got, a quarterback. They're starting they, Sam Darnold this week. Because <laughs> PJ Walker got hurt, and I feel bad for PJ Walker. I really, because I'm like down for the XFL. I love the XFL. So when he got came out of the XFL and the Panthers picked him up, I was rooting for him. He did absolute dog shit last year when he got to play a couple times, but this year he's been doing pretty well. Then he gets hurt again, and then we're back to the carousel of QBs in Carolina. Because I can't believe they're back to Sam frickin' Darnold at this point for their starting QB. Like, I know the Browns have a lot of QB issues. They've always, like, they've gone through, what, 20-some QBs in the past, you know, 15 years or something. But I don't think Cleveland has ever gone through this many quarterbacks in one season. Like, we can't, Carolina can't keep a quarterback on the field for more than two weeks at a time right now. And Denver... What the f***, Denver? Oh, there's my... Dang it, I gotta throw a whistle in there. I don't know, because they had that game won. All they needed was a first down. That's all they needed. And what did they do? Uh, Russell Wilson threw the ball out of bounds. He threw the ball away. Sorry. There's another one. Like, I was watching that game, and... Like, and I'm not a Denver fan. I really don't care who wins between the Broncos and the Raiders. But, like... Watching Russell Wilson this year has been so frustrating, and that's why I wasn't, like, on the bandwagon and everyone else was on in Denver with them training for him. I'm like, I want to see how he responds after his injury from last year. I want to see, like, how he responds playing for a new team. And I'm glad I waited because he's been garbage. Who? It was, like, what was it, like, third and, like, six maybe or something like that? Do something. Use your legs. You're Russell freaking Wilson. Like, I just, they shouldn't have lost that game. It no. just, it's so infuriating to watch this guy play football. Like, I don't even know who their backup is, but they should fucking start him. Sorry. Man. <laughs> That's how mad I am about Russell Wilson. The Denver Broncos uh, and Carolina I don't know. Panthers really get us fired up, apparently. <laughs> and they're 2-7 and seven and 3-6. We haven't got this heated about any, like, good teams, but the bad teams, oh, F-bombs galore. I don't know who to pick in this game. Denver is favored by two and a half, but, like, can they score on Carolina? Like, they just released Melvin Gordon, but that's not even that big of a deal because he's been trash for them all year. I am. I'm going with Carolina. I'm just doing it. Okay. Uh just for that because i don't know and or care either i i'm gonna pick against the big cat and that's probably gonna go poorly for me but i'll, I'll take the denver broncos i guess i i don't know you're going against your theory though oh, denver shit, just I played in overtime denver did just play in overtime you know what i'm not gonna do it i'm taking the carolina panthers <laughs> <laughs> you talked me into a it. diesel you talked me into my own I theory 
All right, moving on to the final noon game this week, and uh, we have the seven and three Baltimore Ravens traveling to the three and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. Baltimore is favored by four and five, but like you said about so many teams, what is Baltimore? Who is Baltimore? Are they good? I don't know. Like, I don't know. How are they seven and three? I thought that like their record was worse than that, but yeah. that's not. This one's legit. I know for a fact they're seven and three. No, no, that's that's hundred percent right. They've yeah, but who who's Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson was balling out to begin this First year. Four weeks. Yeah. Balling. And now he can't. He can't even run the ball. Like I don't, I don't understand. I don't know who Baltimore is. I don't, I don't get it. I, Baltimore should be so much better than I know they're seven and three, but they did just almost lose to the Carolina Panthers, and it was it was an embarrassing They're game. Home. Yeah, that game was three They're to three home. for three and a half quarters. Carolina Panthers, three to three. You're the Baltimore Ravens. What are you doing? Oh man, who? Oh, I. Uh, who are you going with in this game? I'm going with Jacksonville. I'm calling for the upset in this game. I just have a feeling. I don't know why, but I'm going with Jacksonville. They're due. They've been a couple close games that they've lost. I think, I think they're a little better than a 3-7 and seven record. I think they've had some hard times. I'm going Jacksonville this game. You know, I do love me some Jacksonville Jaguar action. I've bet on them many times this year. They're coming off their bye does feel like they are primed for an upset but i'm not taking them because i know that trevor lawrence is going to do what trevor lawrence does in the fourth quarter and he's probably going to throw a pick six all right i'm gonna even call it he's going to throw it to the linebacker queen he's going to throw a pick six to queen in the fourth quarter to seal the game he's gonna be going for a screen pass to etn and queen's going to intercept and take it back now if that happens folks I'm Nostradamus, and you guys should all really start listening to this podcast because I clearly know what I'm talking about. Okay, well, I keep on messing up uh, things here, records, because I see that for the next game we have at 305 on Sunday, the 6-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers against the not 8-1 and one Arizona Cardinals. They're 4-7. and seven. So I'm going to fix that real fast. <laughs> okay. Four and seven, Arizona Cardinals. Um, who did the Cardinals play last week? Why am I blanking on this? They, they played, played San uh, Francisco in the Sunday night game. That game was a stinker. That was a Monday night game because it was in Mexico City. Oh, yeah, you're right. That game, Either way, it was a stinker. I turned That's it on and was watching it for a little while and just like, I was done before halftime. I just knew what was going to happen. And I just they couldn't, couldn't even like play on my phone and have it on in the background anymore. So, uh, yeah, Arizona is not good. Are the Chargers good? Are they six and three for real? Huh? That doesn't sound right. No. Oh five man. Five. Chargers are five and five. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how I did this. Clearly, did not update a lot of records. You were doing this far too quickly, Diesel, when you were clicking through your spreadsheet. I did this yesterday too, so I would have this ready and wouldn't have to worry about it this morning. So, correction, the five and five <laughs> Chargers. I don't know. The Chargers aren't very good. The Chargers are going to win this game. That's not worth even talking about. 
Nope. Especially if Kyler Murray is still day-to-day -day at this point. If Colt McCoy or whoever their other backup is starting for Arizona, they can't do anything on offense. And San Diego, not San Diego, Los Angeles. I will never stop calling them the San Diego Chargers. I'm sorry, folks. It's just the way it is. The Chargers are definitely ascending at this time. They're getting healthier at the right time. And while Justin Herbert is definitely not taking the step that we all thought he would this year, I do still think he's a great quarterback, and I will take the great quarterback against either the second or third string quarterback in Arizona. So I got me the charges as well. Okay, well, moving on to the next 305 game on Sunday. I just double-checked to make sure these records are correct in there. We have the 3-7 and seven Las Vegas Ra Raiders traveling to the 6-4 and four Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seattle's coming off their bye. Las Vegas uh, just won a game in overtime. I'm going by everything that Chad's all about, and I'm going with Seattle in this game because, yeah, Las Vegas shouldn't have won last week. It shouldn't have happened. And I did love the little wave by Devontae Adams because how do you leave Devontae Adams that wide open in overtime? How do you do that? Yeah, I, I truly don't know. And what the Raiders are – Besides the Broncos, and it's weird that they're in the same division, I think the biggest head-scratcher of the year. On paper, that team should have been... This team should be lights out. Like, even with Renfro and Waller being on IR, just with the pieces they still have there. They have a top 10 offensive line altogether. They have freaking Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs ain't no slouch, and Derek Carr is better than probably at least half the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And that defense has a whole bunch of boys out there who can hunt. Like, it doesn't make any sense how bad the Raiders are, except for one factor, and that's Josh McDaniels, who can't be an NFL head coach. Love the guy dearly. One of the greatest offensive coordinators of all time, probably. Dude doesn't know how to head coach a team at all. It's... It's apparent, it is obvious, he ran the Broncos into the ground, and he's now going to run the Raiders into the ground. As I said in like week two or three, whenever they played the first time, Josh McDaniels still losing games for the Broncos. It's true. These are the facts. Uh, but yeah, I have not the Raiders. I have the Seattle Sea Chickens all day, every day. This is the bronze locker week, folks, because I don't care how many points it gets to, I don't see the Raiders being even able to do anything. I think Kenneth Walker III is going to run all over them. And I don't know if the Raiders will get to touch the ball that much. Moving on, 325 on Sunday. This was a potential Super Bowl matchup this year. Uh, both these teams were in the Final Four last year. They have the 3-7 and seven Los Angeles Rams traveling to the eight and two kansas city chiefs and i got kansas city and i don't think we need to talk about it because if you've been watching the rams you'll know why yeah uh you know i have sold every stock in the rams they went all in last year and it worked but when you go all in that means it's gonna go poorly after that because you have nothing to reload with and they have nothing to reload with and kansas city makes me so mad they're so effing good. I hate everything about them. I hate Patrick Mahomes. And it's just the same. I think it was Tom Grassi that I saw in one of his videos. He's like, you know, 
he was doing the Chiefs part, and he's like, if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, I'd hate him too. But I am a Chiefs fan, so I effing love him. Yeah. And that's, that oh, was, I freaking hate Patrick Mahomes. That was the uh, every fan's reaction for week 11. Love Tom Grassi. Shout out to the Packcast. It also helps that he's a Packers fan, so I uh, have a little more love for him because of that. But uh, he lives in New York. He's a weird guy, but I love him. Anyways... Yeah, uh, I didn't mention that uh, Kansas City was favored by ten, and I... Ooh, that's a lot of points. And I still might, I might lay the points on that game because I just, I don't believe in the Rams at all, at all. They're garbage. They just lost to the Saints. Well, they did just lose to the Saints. And speaking of the Saints, three twenty-five, New Orleans four and seven travel to the six and four. San Francisco 49ers and what a great transition by you Chad you know, I just like it's like you knew but you didn't because yeah. I have it in front of me uh yeah so the Saints I mean they didn't look bad against the Rams they're playing the Rams they didn't look good either um I don't know why they don't use Taysom Hill more and I've been saying that all year long because they use them like two plays it doesn't work in those two plays and they just abandon it it's like but sometimes it does work, and it works, like, really, really well. Like, I would try to keep going to it because uh, this division is very winnable when you have, you have, you're technically a game and a half behind the division leader. They only have five wins. I mean, Someone's, yeah. They're so. going to freaking win this. Someone's going to win this division with a losing record, aren't they? We're going to have another losing record get into the freaking playoffs and get a home team. I mean, with uh, adding the 17th game makes it more likely that that happens. So we'll see. And then we're going to also have everybody in from the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I really hope that happens. I know we're not talking about this game because I it's I think it's a pretty obvious thing here. Yeah. We know who's going to win this game. Yep. Christian McCaffrey all day. Yeah. Uh, and 49, Debo. The 49ers are by far the class of the NFC right now. I If they don't make the Super Bowl at this point, then they, they effed up, all right? That team is stacked at every level, and right now the greatest game that we could see for a Super Bowl it is the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We all want to see it again, and I'd be down. But 49ers are going to win this game, and the NFC South doesn't deserve a playoff spot. Are we ever going to talk about just reseeding the playoffs completely? Like, should we just get get rid of divisions for, like, the playoffs and it's just the top, you know, seven teams make it? It'll never happen. I know, but it should. It'll never happen. It, it makes too much sense. You win your division, you get a home game in the playoffs. It's like the same thing in uh, college basketball. You win your conference tournament and you had a shitty year. Well, you get an automatic bid into the tourney, baby. So, yeah. I mean, uh, but sense. yeah, San Francisco, they're definitely my odds and favorite to win the NFC at this point in the season. But they're like the Rams. They went all in and they don't have any draft picks anymore. They don't have any money. I don't know how they're going to sign both Debo and Christian McCaffrey and get a quarterback. I mean, I mean, Trey Lance is still there and he's on a rookie deal, but like, what happens if he's really good? How are you going to afford him when his contract comes up? They're just, they're, 
next year's not going to look so good for them. So hopefully they get that Lombardi trophy this year, like the Rams, and they'll be sitting pretty because now you can't say anything about the Rams because it worked for them. Yep. Like, they're paying the price for that, but they still have that shiny trophy sitting in their trophy case. Vikings can't say that. They have an empty trophy case. It's a bunch of spider webs. <laughs> and they tried to go all in once, too. How did that work out for them? Not so good. Anyways, moving on to the Sunday night game. Uh, it's the 4-7 and seven Green Bay Packers traveling to the 9-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is only uh, favored by 6.5. That's that's kind of low for the way the Packers have been playing. But, I mean, to be fair, I guess uh, most of the Packers' losses have been a one-possession game. Yeah. So, I guess odds makers, I could see why they would keep it to under seven. Uh, I mean, I don't see the Packers winning this game. I don't. I know that Philly lost two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. They got smashed by the Commanders, which... You owe me 20 bucks for because I didn't even need the points. Thank you for the points, Chad. No problem. But uh, I didn't eat them. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, and I know that they almost lost to the Jeff Saturday-led Colts last week. They should have. I was rooting so hard for the Colts to pull that one off. Man, that was so close. They won by one point. On paper, they should have smashed the Colts, and they didn't. So, like, by everything that you're seeing is the Eagles are on, like, a downtrend. Packers are just there. They could be playing spoiler in the NFC. I mean, they still have an outside shot at the playoffs, which, I mean, a lot of Packer fans around here are going crazy. If we went out, we're going to go to 10-7, and seven and we're going to get the last one. <laughs> that. Sorry. Sorry. There's a whistle again. We're not winning out, folks. Okay? We will be lucky if we beat the Bears. And I'm serious. I'm not even joking. You'd be lucky if you beat the Lions the second close time games. around. They're going to lose a lot of close games. I think it'll be the same. But they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be playing from behind this game. Unless they get the ball first and score a touchdown. But after that, it's they're not beating the Eagles. They're not going to be able to stop A.J. Brown. They're not going to be able to stop Devontae Smith. They're not going to be able to stop the run game because they're going to be too worried about the pass. And that defense is just going to gobble them up. And Dominic Sue, the first game with the Eagles this week, he looked like a beast. He looked like Dominic Sue from when he played for the Lions. And you already know he hates Aaron Rodgers. I was just saying, you know how he feels about Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, and that's just one guy, and he's new. And, like, compared to all the other guys that have been there all year, they're all studs. Like, I got Philadelphia winning this game, and I don't even think it will be a one-possession game. I have a feeling they're going to win by at least two touchdowns, if not by 17 i got philly yeah i i got philly i think what happened this last week that colts game was a classic trap game they were coming off a loss i think kind of looking forward to this sunday night game as it's the prime time game on sunday night all eyes on them again and though the packers might be down it's still an aaron Rodgers led team so i think their eyes might have looked a little ahead and passed the colts and they almost got bit but they managed to pull it together and win that game. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the Packers winning this game at all. This, this is a, this is the get-right game for Philly to once again show that they are a Super Bowl contender. Because these past two weeks, they've really come back down to earth with everyone going, man. I don't know if you could even kind of hang with the 49ers. 
I see they, them coming out and firing everything off at the Packers and blowing them out. So, yeah, I got Philly. Yeah, I mean, I did say, like, a lot of the same stuff when the Packers played Dallas, and I picked Dallas, and we all know how that game went, well, which was, like, it was nice. We didn't get to talk about it last week, so I want to say it was nice to see the Packers look like the Packers again for one week. That's what the Packers have looked like for the last, like, 15, 20 years. It was nice to see that they still have that in them, even if it was just for one game. And to, like, beat uh, Vince Lombardi wannabe Mike McCarthy, like, the way they did. I mean, Mike McCarthy, like, I will say he is a good coach. He's just, he's bad at making big decisions. You go for that field goal. You take the points in overtime, and you put your defense that has the best defensive player in the league on it back out there to stop the team that can't score points. Yeah. And you cover Christian Watson, and you're fine. Like, you win that game. You kick the field goal. You get the hell out of there. But, nope. He was coaching with his heart. That He was coaching that game like it was the Super Bowl. Like, like I've seen Mike McCarthy coach a lot of games. And the... His uh, body, um, like, language. Uh, language, yeah, was a lot different than in a lot of games. Like, in the first half, not even in the third quarter, he was all smiles. He was all excited. He was acting in ways that, like, Mike McCarthy doesn't usually act. But then, fourth quarter came around, and the Packers came back and tied it up. And he got all nervous. And then, yeah, I couldn't believe they stopped him on fourth down, to be honest with you. But, yeah, it was a good win. And then, it couldn't, like bring up Tom Grassi again. Like he said, when he went packagers in, couldn't even be happy for a week. Like to go to Thursday night and that game sucked from the opening kickoff all the way to the end. Like Packers didn't like show up at all. And you know when what else? Thro- I'm out. Henry throw jump passes on you. You just, <laughs> you just hate to see it. I am on the fire Matt LaFleur train. I really am. I don't think he's a, good leader i think four years is a good clip to decide like is this guy working out for you i think that he's lost control of the locker room because there's guys that are like talking about like like i don't know there's just a lot of things he can't control this team i think they need to get rid of Kuntz, and i think if they bring in a new gm they should bring in a whole new coaching staff and he should hire the head coach i mean but yeah i just don't think matt lafleur is the guy i like him like and like and i know he won 13 games his first three seasons and like you might be like you're quick to judge it's just like it's not about that it's more about like what i'm seeing of how he's reacting to like this season and the culture of the locker room and everything that's going on that has like why they're losing i think a lot of it comes down to some of his coaching style yeah. and i just feel like i'm not saying a new coach is going to make it any better but I just don't think Matt LaFleur's a guy. I do completely agree. I think I've always thought that Matt LaFleur has looked a little over his head. I think that he could, with some time, be a really good head coach. I think he's still too young. I think he needs a few more years being an assistant, maybe go coach a college team for a while. Like This stage, I think, is too big for him. And I know he won all those games, but as a non-Packer fan... I can remember how many of those games were super close games, and Aaron Rodgers won him those games in the last seconds. It wasn't his coaching 
that got them the win. It was Aaron Rodgers' arm doing something wild and spectacular. Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs during those 13-win seasons. Um, I think Matt LaFleur would have been better off starting with the team that had a young quarterback and coaching him up rather than going to a team that had the superstar quarterback and it was never a good situation for a new head coach like that. He was never, like, they were too close in age. I think uh, Rodgers looked at McCarthy as more like a father figure when Matt LaFleur is like a buddy. And I think that's a problem. And I think that's another reason why, like, things need to change. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. He's still going to play for the Packers next year. There's too much money that would be left on the table both sides if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Uh, I did read an interesting article, though, that uh, if they trade him after June 1st, the cap hit is significantly less, but that's after the draft. So, like, everyone's going to already drafted their quarterbacks. And, but, so Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Packers next year. I fully expect them to trade Jordan Love in the offseason because why have him sit for a fourth season? He's not going to want to do that. He wasted his whole rookie contract. Like, you might get like something for him and someone's gonna get him for cheap maybe he'll go to the panthers and <laughs> suck who knows but uh yeah no he's gonna be the next uh quarterback for the colts you know the colts uh love to her take everyone else's uh backup quarterback and see what happens no that's geno smith we already talked about this <laughs> uh well anyways uh we got one more game to talk about and i don't think it'll take long it's Monday Night Football. We have the 3-7 and seven Pittsburgh Steelers at the 4-6-1 and one Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by two and a half. And I'm taking... Oh, man. I want to take Indianapolis. And I remember that uh, TJ Watt's healthy again. And, yeah. He looked really good. Packers could have drafted him. They should have drafted him. But, they no, they traded him. They traded out of the pick, and he was available. And it just, mind, yeah. I, for that reason, I'm going to Indianapolis. I'm just, I don't know who to go with here. I like Jeff Saturday. You can really tell. They're playing, they're like, they're playing for him. Matt Ryan has looked a lot better these last two weeks. What the hell? He's he's Matty, he's not lukewarm water. He's he's just Matty slush right now he's not maddie ice he's like maddie slush he's trying maddie sleet yeah there you go maddie sleet because yeah they're really trying for him but you can see that they really front loaded the schedule like all those three thursday night or thursday games are so good and then you look at our the rest of the slate and you're like oh that's why because they put all of them up front but yeah uh geez uh i like kenny pickett i like Najee harris and I like T.J. Watt. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Tomlin and the Steelers just to be different from you. I don't really have any strong convictions towards it because maybe Jeff Saturday can coach. Maybe the what uh, Jim Ursay actually caught lightning in a bottle and knows what he's doing, and we're all idiots. But I'm, I'm still going to take the Steelers. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know if I'm going to actually watch that game. I don't really have that much interest. If it were on Sunday, I'd obviously watch it because it'd be on Red Zone. But, like, going out of my way to watch it on Monday night, 
And, like, to even think, like, before the season started when they're getting the schedules together, oh, this looks like a good matchup. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. We got, like, at the beginning, they're thinking it's going to be Mitch Trubisky versus Matt Ryan as, like, your headlining quarterback matchup. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I understand why Green Bay and Philadelphia are on Sunday Night Football. Like, yeah, I was supposed to be Jalen Hurts. Hindsight being 2020. versus Aaron Rodgers, but. Well, hindsight being 2020 is a bad idea. But, like, at the beginning of the season, everyone was picking Philadelphia to win that division. Green Bay was the favorite in the NFC. So, put that game on Sunday Night Football for sure. I would rather see Baltimore and Jacksonville play on Monday night. I would tune into that game. But, I don't know, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, I just doesn't really do it for me. Well, Dancing with the Stars finale was this last week, so I do have my Monday nights open again. So, I might peruse the game, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it for sure. Yeah, or you can find a new trash reality show to watch and enjoy that too. I, of course, could. Anyways, that's, that's all we got for this week. It's not as ex- as as exciting on paper. Thanksgiving games, I think they did a bang up job with the matchups there. Um, my most exciting matchup for this week is definitely Atlanta at Washington, just because Atlanta games have been so much fun to watch this year, and lately so have Washington games. So, yeah, I, I'm. I would agree with that. I think that if I had to pick my three most hyped for games this week that aren't the Patriots game, it would definitely be the Falcons and Commies. It would be the Jags and the Ravens because I just don't know what teams are going to show up in that game. So it could be a wild one. And then really, I think on paper, the most excited game I'm for is for the first game on Thursday. That that Bills and Lions game, like who, who knows? Like, with the way the Lions have been playing and the way the Bills have been playing, like, maybe we get a 45-40 to 40 game or something like that. Like, we just get something absolutely astronomical. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. I want I want to know your top three and your, like, personal power rankings. Because I think one and two are pretty interchangeable. But three, who goes into the three spot? Uh, number one, I hate to say it, but it has to be Kansas City. Just the way they've been playing, it's impossible not to say that. Two has to be San Francisco, just with the way that offense is and that defense. And three, even though they haven't looked great these past two weeks, I'm so I'm still high on the Eagles. I think that team has too many pieces on it, like offensively and defensively. And I think that... Or NFC Championship game between the Eagles and 49ers is going to be a slugfest. So I would go Kansas City, uh, San San Francisco, Philadelphia. I'll go Kansas City, Philadelphia, and probably San Francisco. Um, It gets pretty hairy because Dallas is probably in the top five, but then you still have that Packers loss. But then they just dominated against Minnesota and the power rankings are very much what did you do last week so like part of me wants to put dallas at three over san francisco but i san francisco is a stronger team but you add odell beckham to dallas holy shit we're gonna have a fun uh end of the year 
I would definitely say Dallas is my fourth team. I think Dallas is a contender for sure. Remember when we talked about how weak the NFC was going to be this year? And out of our top four, I just named three NFC teams and only one AFC team. I mean, who had at this point in the season Miami with the number two seed in the AFC? I'll tell you who didn't. They had them leading their division. <laughs> it's I mean, the Jets wild. and Patriots are at the bottom of this division, both two games over 500. Like, who who called for this? Not me. <laughs> nope. Like, I, there's I the... from top to bottom of that division, there's a one-game difference, which that is that is crazy. The Patriots could win the division this year. And, like, I reasonably, if they beat up on their teams in their division and win a game here, win a game there, that Packer win would have been really nice for them looking back now. Uh they could realistically win this division still, which is crazy because everybody had the Patriots finishing last. And I like I know a lot of people are like, you're talking crazy, Diesel, but I don't think I am. I really think the Patriots have a really good defense. And like I don't I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. Even winning a playoff game, but like division games are important and they just won a very important division game. So just saying. Two and against the Jets. 0-1 against the Dolphins and haven't played the Bills yet. But the Bills are 0-1 against both the Dolphins and the Jets. It's The division is wild. And the Patriots could very easily win the division on our division record alone because of who the Jets beat and that we beat the Jets twice. Okay, well, I think we should wrap this up because we're going to be talking forever if we don't. So, uh, yeah. So, you can always give us... Uh, Follow, you can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR if Twitter's still a thing by the time we release this podcast. Uh, you can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore mine. Send your podcasts in to visionariesglobalmedia at gmail.com. We have a spot waiting specifically for you, and you will be heard on platforms such as SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify, Podknife, and Potable. And uh, that's really all there is to it. So any final, final, final thoughts before we end this thing? Let's party! Yeah, we are partying. And uh, we want to wish all our uh, American viewers and listeners a happy Thanksgiving. And we get three games for Thanksgiving this year, like we have been the last few years, and we're going to be good. So for my partner, Chad, Brad, no. Cadillac, Cadillac on 22s too. If you if you know you know, you know you know. And uh, for uh, what cat is that? That's Bo. For Bo and his butt, Bo's butt, Bo knows. Uh, <laughs> I've been Diesel, and you know what? Go watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.